Welcome to the UND Chi Alpha podcast, a podcast for shaping students that are changing culture. Hello, everyone. Good to see your smiling faces, especially Matt Bakken on that Instagram post. Looking fly, looking good. Um, awesome to see you guys. If you haven't uh, met me before, I'm Judah Negron. This is going to be my third year uh, with Chi Alpha, two, two years as an intern. Next year, I'm going to be going on the full-time staff. Um, so if you don't know me, have a conversation with me. I'd love to get to know you. Um, but to start off, guys, I want to ask a really spiritual question, uh, and that is, who is the GOAT of basketball? Who is the greatest of all time? All right, who is the greatest of all time? And more specifically, all right, all right, all of you have your opinions, all right? But more specifically, what's the criteria for being the greatest at basketball? Just, just shout out some criteria like, like what makes a good basketball player? Technique, clutchness, they dominate. Attitude, a, a little bit of attitude, a good attitude, a little bit of fierceness per se. Grit. The grit to keep going. Okay, so, I'll, okay, a lot of things, a lot of things. All right, all right, we'll, we'll cap it there, we'll cap it there. Um, some other things, probably most points, right? Most points, most championships, most clutch moments, the best leader, right? Those are some things that define the GOAT. For now, I'm going to leave that conversation here. I'm not going to say who the GOAT is, Kobe, but, uh, but we're going to, so we're going to move on. We're going to move on to the next uh, set of even a wider span Right, so there's the goat of basketball, but then what about the goat of humanity? All right, minus Jesus, okay, he's fully God, fully human, but okay, so who's the goat of humanity? All right, so, so you see, <laughs> you might be looking up at this picture. All right, so we got, we got Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Albert Einstein, Cristiano Ronaldo, Steve Jobs, Alexander the Great, and then we got Abraham Lincoln, and then of all, Matt Bakken snuck in there. R right in between Elon Musk and Abraham Lincoln, Matt Bakken snuck in there. He, he, he's in the conversation, apparently. Uh, you, we got Usain Bolt, William Shakespeare. All right, so a lot, of, a lot of amazing figures in this conversation for the goat of humanity. Um, but again, I ask this question. What's the, what's the criteria? What, what makes someone... A great individual and this time I'll maybe steer the boat a little bit more I, I loved your feedback on the last one but but I think uh, you know for being like what does it mean to be a great human and like for some of these people they're the most inspirational they're the smartest they're the best soccer player of all time they're the fastest they're the best a great leader right so all of these superlatives describe a great just smiling young man in the back there all right, a lot of superlatives <laughs> describe these people up on this board. Um, and so, so in our culture, right, right, in our culture, uh, what it means to be great is that we're the best. We're first place. We're the boss. We're the CEO. I'm better than you. That's what it means to be great, right, in our culture and in, in humanity, basically. But actually... Jesus defines this thing of being great a little bit differently than how we have just described it and some of these superlatives that we've used to describe these great people. And so today we're actually going to dive in into a portion of scripture where Jesus kind of flips the script and um, says a little bit of a paradox 
in what is actually great, because what we think is great is a little bit different from what Jesus thinks, and so we're going to talk about that tonight. So, um, but for a little bit of you know cliffhanger and suspense, uh, we're going to not get into it right away. What we're going to do is I'm going to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to be here and speak through me because I want it to be his words and not mine, and I want him to just impact your hearts and teach you something new tonight. So we're going to pray. Uh, thank you, Jesus, for this night, and that I just get to share the word of God with these awesome people. Um, I pray, Jesus, that you just speak through me, God, and uh, that you just teach us your word. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Sweet. So Jesus defines this thing of being great a little bit different than our culture into and to take a look at this, um, we're going to go into Mark chapter 9, verses 33 through 37. But first, I'm going to recap a little bit, right? So Josiah, Josiah last week, Pastor Josiah, awesome message on Mark chapter 8. And he talked about how people were starting to see Jesus clearly now for who he really was, right? The Messiah, the Savior of the world. People were starting to kind of notice that I think this man is like the Messiah, right, that we've been waiting for. Um, and now... We're moving on to Mark chapter 9, where Jesus goes into goes to a mountain and reveal, reveals his power through the transfiguration to Peter, James, and John. That's a whole nother thing we're not getting good on tonight. It's very awesome. Go look at it. But then after that, they pass through this region called Galilee because they want to get to Capernaum. All right? Um, and they do it in secret because Jesus wanted to teach his disciples in private as they were on their journey. And so, you know, they were trying to stay away from the crowds because they get overcrowded because Jesus is kind of a celeb at this point. Um, and so, but then on their journey, Jesus had overheard something, a conversation that had happened uh, between the disciples. And this is where we pick off, uh, pick up. So um, that's in Mark chapter 9, verses 33 through 37. You guys can read along on your Bibles, or you can look up at the screen. Um, and so it goes like this. They came to Capernaum. When he was in the house, he asked them, what were you arguing about on the road? But they kept quiet because on the way they had argued about who was the greatest, right? So they were having the goat conversation just like we were tonight. They were arguing about who was the greatest, but they thought, you know, that they were the goats, all these disciples. They wanted, you know, they thought they were the best, and they were trying to decide who was going to be Jesus, you know, right-hand man when he took over Israel and took over all this political power, and then, you know, they're going to have all this power as well. So Jesus, he questions them on this because he had over overheard the conversation. Um, and then back into it, um, sitting down, right? So Jesus is like, all right, let's sit down. Sitting down, Jesus called the 12 and said, anyone who wants to be first... Or anyone who wants to be great, you could say, must be the very last and the servant of all. He took a little child whom he placed among them. Taking the child in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. Um, and I, there's, there's something that we're just going to key, uh, key on tonight. And that's um, the, the verse where it talks about you know, Jesus says, anyone who wants to be first must be very last and a servant to all. Anyone who wants to be great, right? We, we, we described all these superlatives. What does it mean to be great? Anyone who wants to be, you know, you're, you're the best. You're the fastest. You're the best looking. You're the best singer. All these um, superlatives. But Jesus says, actually, if you want to be great, you have to be the last. And you have to be a servant of all. So tonight, what we're going to talk about is how do we 
truly be great? How do we become truly great in the culture of Jesus, right? Kingdom culture, not, not our culture of the world, what it means to be great, but in kingdom culture, how can we um, as, as believers, um, and, and maybe even um, if you're just here and not a believer, how do we, um, you know, be like Jesus and, and, and be truly great? Um, and so tonight I'm going to talk about how do we cultivate uh, being truly great? How do we cultivate, and more specifically, kind of talking about being a servant. I, I believe this is what Jesus was getting at in this, um, in this kind of sit-down, is that to be truly great actually is to be a servant and to not see yourself as better than others, but to see yourself as, um, but to put people first. And so uh, the first thing that I'm going to talk about, how do we cultivate being truly great? How do we be a servant to other people um, and cultivate this thing in our life is number one, serve people you don't want to. Number one is serve people you don't want to. Um, if you want to go to that slide. Um, and that is, uh, we're going to go to actually Matthew chapter uh, 25, verses 34 through 40, to, to kind of illustrate this um, even further. And that scripture says this. If, um, if you guys want to flip there or it's going to be on the screen, uh, it says this. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him and they kind of repeat back all that just said. And when did we do that? Uh, They asked the king. And then the king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Awesome scripture. One of my favorite scriptures. Jesus talking about whenever we actually serve people who, who are seen as maybe the, the outcasts of society, people who are seen as lesser, whenever we serve those people, actually who we're truly serving is Jesus himself. Um, and, and it's just a beautiful scripture, and, and I love it. Um, but let's be honest. I think, I think that all of us, um, as like any human, not just Christians, can get on board with feeding hungry children. I think anyone, not just Christians, can get on board with, um, you know, helping widows and, and the hungry and the poor, right? It's like basic morals. I, I, I think a lot of people can get on board. And so actually when I was reading this scripture today and just meditating on it, um, like Jesus was revealing kind of another truth that, um, to this scripture and when I think of like, because Jesus is saying, whatever you did for the least of these. And then he names some examples. But that doesn't mean like, that's the cap. That's it. That's all who is the least of these. So when I think of the least of these, when G- Jesus was revealing it to me today, it's something like, who do I think the least of? Who is the person in my life that I think the least of? Or someone who thinks the least of me? That's someone that I should serve. And so, for example, let me give um, use some practical examples. Maybe this might hit home for some of you. Um, the least of these, that person that you just can't stand at work, that person that makes your blood boil, that family member that just ticks you off, the person who has a different political party than you, just sit there. Think about that for a little bit. Someone who has a different view than you on a certain hot topic in today's culture, and you just disagree with them completely and wholeheartedly. In your eyes, you see them as the least of these in your own heart. 
That's how you see them. And Jesus calls us as believers to actually go above and beyond and not just, not just like kind of, ah, whatever, I'll deal with this person today. He actually calls us to serve those people. That's being truly great. That's the standard that Jesus calls us to. And it's, and, and it's something for all of us to think about. Who is that? Maybe let's just take a, take a moment ourselves, if you're taking notes. Who is that person in my life that I think the least of? Who is that person that maybe thinks the least of me because of what I believe in my views? Who are those people? And then r- write it down. And I want you guys to pray about that at the end of the service and be like, Jesus, do I have a heart that truly wants to serve them and love them? And like, do I truly accept them where they're at and love them where they're at? Or do I just kind of tolerate them? Or do I pretend to love them from the outside because that's what a Christian should do? Stuff to think about. Um, and so, and so um, yeah. Oh, and, um, like I kind of think about this. Um, Jesus, like, right, Jesus says, However you treat the least of these, that's how, you treat me, that's how you've treated me. And I think about this scenario, right? What if this person who's the least of these in my eyes comes over to my house? How would I treat them? What kind of meal would I make them? Um, versus if Jesus came over. I know, I know for a fact if Jesus came over to my house and I had to serve him some dinner, bro, I'd, I'd, I'd get out like the, you know, the skillet and like get some, some nice T-bone steak, bruh like some rice, some nice vegetables. I'd have like an assortment of Coca-Cola, all the different flavors for Jesus, like, you know, cherry Coke, like, I, I don't know, the regular Coke, the peach Coke, diet Coke, all the different Cokes, assortment Jesus. We got, we got all of them. We got, we got everything, the beverages. Um, and then I'd also have like a, you know, a dessert prepared. I got, I don't know, like some pumpkin pie, like let's, let's dig in, okay? If Jesus came over, i pull out all the stops, all right? It's going to be fire. But if the, if someone who, like, I think the least of, who maybe makes my blood boil, I don't like them, but I tolerate them. If they come over to my house, do I give them that same treatment? Probably not, right? Maybe for all of us, we're thinking, we're sitting here, yeah, if Jesus came over, heck yeah, I love Jesus. He's my man. But if this person, this other person came over that just makes your blood boil, we're ha- yeah, we're having, uh, we're having eggs and... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Our eggs really that bad of a meal? I don't know. We're having eggs and burnt toast <laughs> for dinner. <laughs> like, you know, like, how would, we, how would we treat that person? Is it the same? Because, because what we do to the least of these, we've done to Jesus. So actually, we've just served Jesus burnt toast and eggs. Come on, man. I, I, I want to serve Jesus that T-bone steak every time. Every single time, man. So, um, so that should be our posture, right? Kind of a silly illustration, but that should be our posture to these people that we think the least of and how we should serve them. And it's, it's something that's hard, right? I talked about it at the beginning. It's, it's something that we have to cultivate. It's not like overnight you're just going to be like wanting to serve the person who you despise the most. It's, pr- it's probably going to be hard. It's a journey, okay? And so like don't feel bad if that's not where you're at, but it's something that we all need to cultivate if we truly want to be great um, if you truly want to be a servant um, and honor Jesus in that way. And so, number two, uh, we need to serve out of love. We need to serve out of love um, to, to cultivate this thing of truly being a servant and truly being great. Um, I love this scripture in 1 Corinthians 13.3 that says this. 
if I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. I gain nothing. So the, the crux of this scripture is I could do all the best thing. Like I could give the charity. I could, you know, just like do all the right stuff. And from the outside, from the outside, just look like an amazing person. Like I'm so generous. I'm so awesome. I serve people all the time. But on the inside, I don't do it out of love for that person or those people. I've actually gained nothing in the kingdom. I have no kingdom reward when I go to heaven. There's going to be nothing there for me because I haven't done it out of a place of love. I've done it out of probably some other motivation, some other hidden motivation that isn't out of love. And so it's, it's meaningless. Why did I even do it? Why did I even serve? And so that's why this, this idea of serving out of love, it's such a core thing when, when it comes to truly being great because actually if we don't serve out of love, didn't mean jack squat. Didn't mean anything. We didn't gain anything. And so, you know, it, it can be hard, especially like, especially if you're active, you know, Christian in your church or just in your uh, community, because there's a lot of opportunity to serve. And after a while, maybe you're fired up at first doing it out of love, but after a while, it can be easy to serve out of obligation, serve out of routine, serve just because that's the right thing to do. Serve because, well, that's what Christians do. And we've forgotten one of the most core things, the, probably the most important thing when it comes to serving others, is we need to do it because we love them. We need to do it because we love the church. We need to do it because we love the least of these. And so, again, back to this illustration of, of this person, the, the person I think least of comes over to my house Let's say I do serve them that T-bone steak, right? Pulled all the stops, assortment of Coke, rice, <laughs> vegetables, <laughs> pumpkin pie, everything, right? I pull all the stops for this least of these person. And then I just like post on social media, yo, like amazing dinner with this guy. And then like, and I, I didn't do it because I love the dude. I did it because I wanted recognition. I did it because I wanted people to think I was a good person. I did it not out of love for this person that came over to my house. I pulled out all the stops. From the outside looking in, it looks exactly the same as serving Jesus, right? This, this guy that I think the least of got the same meal as Jesus. The same thing from the outside. But on the inside, my heart was different. My motivation was completely different. When, when Jesus came over, it was out of love. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I just want to serve you. You're my everything. I want to pull all the stops to you, Jesus. You're so worthy. You're worthy of it all. But then least of these guy comes over. Same exact meal, but I just want to impress my Christian friends and, you know, hey, look how righteous I am. <laughs> look at how cool I am. Look at how much of a Christian I am. But on the inside... My motivation isn't out of love. It's for my own gain. And so I don't, I, I don't gain anything because I already gained what, exactly what I was looking for. It was recognition on social media. That's, ex that, that's my gain, not the heavenly reward. I didn't gain anything eternally because I didn't serve out of love. And then there's a, there's a quote um, that I came up with, your boy, um, if you want to put it up there. <laughs> Um, and it says this, to truly be great, the outward action of service needs to be matched 
by an inward motivation of love for Jesus and others. To truly be great, the outward action of service needs to be matched by an inward motivation of love for Jesus and others. If that's not there, then it's, that's just not it. If, you don't have, if, you, if they don't match up the outward action and the inward motivation, if they're misaligned, you missed it. We missed it. It's something that's so key. And it's something that, it, it honestly is something to cultivate in our life. Like, I, I, I go through the motions, like, sometimes, man. Like, I, I'm not perfect. I'm just not, like, on worship team every time. Just like, I love you, Jesus. Let's go. Like, sometimes I'm like, I'm tired. I want to I go home. Like, I want to be anywhere else but here. Like, I had a rough week. Like, and I'm, and I'm just serving out of obligation, right? Just serving because that's what I do. And so I'm right there with you guys. You know, it, it can be tough sometimes. And so, but it's something to, like, always think about. Is our heart in the right place when we're serving others? Are we, are we like, being nice to people and serving people and, and doing all the right things? Because we truly love other people just as God loves them? Are we just doing it because we want to look nice on the outside? We want to look like a good old Christian boy on the outside. You know? Man, it's something to think about. And it's something that convicts me because I go through the motions. Like I said, I'm not perfect. And so I, I want you guys to, to, to cultivate that and, and, and to think about that at the end of service. Um, and... Uh, so those are the two things that I want to leave you guys with. And kind of a, to conclude tonight, um, there's, a, there's a story that I heard of a, of a pastor. When he was younger, what he would do is he would go out and sing at funerals to make a little extra money. Kind of a weird gig, but all right, whatever floats your boat, make a little extra bread. Um, so he did that, make a little extra bread. And so he attended a lot of funerals, okay? Some for, like, people who just, like, love Jesus some people who maybe don't love Jesus, maybe were living in the world doing their own thing. He attended a great, he attended a great many funerals. Um, and you know, as such, when you go to a funeral, if you've ever been to one, usually people go up and, you know, they, they talk about, you know, how great someone was. Like, this person was a great man. This girl was a great woman. Tom worked so, you know, Tom was great. Sally was great, right? And, and you talk, and they talk about how great these people are. And, um, but when you dig a little deeper, when you listen a little deeper, uh, there's always like a reason as to why someone's great, right? You don't just say that and leave it there. And so when these people would explain why so-and-so is so great, every single time it came back to serving others, Tom worked so hard to provide for his family. That's what made him great. Sally sacrificed everything to raise her children, right? Billy fixed people's cars for free. He was an amazing servant. He loved people so well with his talents and gifts and abilities. Every single time, it comes back to the idea of serving others, of loving other people, Loving the least of these. People don't remember someone for how successful their career was. People don't remember someone for having a, being a straight-A student. They don't say that at the funeral. They don't remember that they were a star athlete or how they were the best at this or that. People remember the times that that person put others first. They remember the times that that person served out of love. 
who sacrifice for the gain of others and not themselves. Living this people first, me next mentality. That's what people remember. What do you want to be remembered by? Thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope it blessed you, encouraged you, and equipped you to make disciples who make disciples who make disciples. If you would like to connect with us, you can visit us at undkialpha.com.